Welcome to the family with John Schwartz, AAA Movers, <laughs> uh, and, and Pat Eberts, uh, a legend in my own shower, and Andy Brampernard. I don't want to hear about you being in the shower when a legend. My God. I'm sorry, That's Tom. All I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Kick things off with John Schwartz from AAA Movers right after this. Walls Auto Motor Group, Walls.com, and Doug Sprinthal. Nissan news. This is exciting, and I'm glad Andy's here. We just got our first shipments at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan of the all-new 2021 Nissan Rogue. Dude, you need to trade. This is a brand-new vehicle. It's got bird's-eye parking. So when you're backing up, you hit the screen, and it's like a spy satellite above oh. the vehicle. It is, And it's got ProPilot. It is cool. Trade your car in. Well, Melissa said she did like this one better than the last one, so maybe she'll like the next one better than this one. All right. Be like Andy and Melissa and check out the Nissan Rogue. It's been a dream of mine to be like Andy ever since he was born. <laughs> so, yeah, check out these vehicles at Walzer Nissan in Burnsville and in Coon Rapids, House of J-Lo and the House of Dan Resch. Tell them Andy sent you. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I um, I got to tell you guys something right out, right from jump because it is a pretty big day. And John, uh, thanks for giving me a little extra time today. We're just trying to get the studio in the best shape we possibly can because I, I just we had so many storms in the United States yesterday, and we had to figure it all out. But um, I just noticed something. You know, I only met him a couple times. Didn't really know him. But he's a good uh, friend of Vince Flynn's and a good friend of you know Donald Trump's, obviously, and a few other people I knew. But Rush Limbaugh died this morning at the age of 70. Uh, and this guy at CNBC, this is, uh, this is what he writes. Rush Limbaugh, self-proclaimed doctor of democracy, dies at age 70. Rush Limbaugh was the self-proclaimed doctor of democracy who led the conservative media revolution by batch, bashing feminazis, environmentalist wackos, commie libs, and prominent black people. Well, that sounds like a really nice uh, obituary, doesn't it? Didn't even wait for his body to get cold no, they before not. they started slamming him, did they? No. God. That's terrible. And John, I will tell you, John, I'm, I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I'm not far left or far right. I look at these days. I don't, I don't 
members them saying things about Hitler that were that bad after World War II. I mean, <laughs> my God, these people hate one another. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it just is crazy, and I just I don't know. Like I said, I met Rush a couple of times. Matter of fact, he hit on my wife once. But <laughs> well, maybe he got confused, Tom, because his wife's name is Catherine too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's that could, exactly that could right. Have been, I heard the word Catherine, so I thought maybe I should, you know, give her a hug. Oh, wait a second, that's not my wife. <laughs> that's Tom. Should I tell wife. John the story? John, you might like the story, possibly. <laughs> Very quick story. We're at Vince Flynn. You know, uh, Vince Flynn, the famous author from St. Paul, died a few years ago. Very young, 44 years old, had 15 or 16 international bestsellers. Mitch Rapp was his big character, right? Yep. Right, exactly. Mitch Rapp was the guy, but we're at his funeral. He died at 44, I think 44, 45 years old. But we're at his funeral, and I'm at one side of the room, and Catherine's at the other, and there's this guy talking to her, and he keeps talking to her, and she won't look up from her phone. She's just staring at her phone the whole time. And she doesn't ever look up, and he's talking and talking and talking and talking. And then I realized that he really wants to get to know my wife, Catherine, pretty well. Doesn't know who she is, though. And the great, greatest part of it is Catherine's still looking at her phone, and she walks across the room, does not look up at me, just says to me, who's that asshole? <laughs> I said, that's, that's Rush Limbaugh, honey. That's Rush Limbaugh. But he'd probably be proud, you know, uh, having died this morning. probably go, yeah, you know what? I, I found her attractive. What did you expect me to do? Yeah. Well, you did. But, uh, I'll, I'll punt your coverage with Catherine Tom. Yeah, by many, 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 many yards. <laughs> but in any case, John, how about you? I mean, I don't want to delve deeply into your personal life, but are you, uh, you, you're in a family business, which I admire. Uh, that's what this is. Uh, I work on it. Catherine works on it. Our son Andy, our daughter Alex. Who, why didn't Alex come in today? By I the have way? no idea. I haven't it's, heard anything. You know, it, the weather's been a little rough today. We've had some snow well, and we stuff. We had a flurry of snow. <laughs> <laughs> Here, I'm trying to make up, make an excuse for yeah. her. And, and you can tell that Andy's her, her brother because he has to put her, throw under the bus, right? <laughs> God, it's true. The, the brother has to throw the sister up while Catherine's running around trying to get everything all straightened away and... All of that good stuff, but uh, so yeah, are you? Do you have a family yourself, John? Um, I do. I have a fiance, um, and I have three nephews and a niece, and, and, a, and a cool dog too. I was learning about his, his, his labradoodle. <laughs> he has a cool labradoodle. dog. Yeah, you gotta have a cool a dog, don't you? Yeah, he's definitely handful. Um, isn't it wonderful to have a dog around? We have a we have a dog, Jude. He's a Cavalier King Charles. And uh, when I get off the show every morning, I walk out in the living room, and he comes running over for his morning pets, and he's all excited. And then every night when I kiss Catherine goodnight, he sits there and looks at me, and I kiss my wife goodnight. And then I have to come over there and pet him goodnight, otherwise he gets very upset. (laughs) He's got his routine. He's got a regimen to follow. Which I, I guess is how all dogs are. But see, that's uh, John. The great thing about it is you, you you have a family business and you have a dog. So in my book, you're in pretty good shape already. That's great. I do. I just uh, I love working with my family. It's been nine years now, Andy. God, Andy, you were only what? You were. It's, it'll be nine years 25. in August. So August twelfth. No, yeah, I was twenty. Well, yeah, I suppose 25, I was. I right? was only twenty five years old. So there's, a there's a different dynamic with with family businesses, don't you agree, Tom and, and John? I mean, it, it, it's 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 great because you have that sense of of trust with those individuals, but at the same time, 
they sometimes take uh, liberties that they that a normal employee or partner may or may not well, take. Yeah. You know Absolutely. what I mean? <laughs> well, I, hope brother, too. I hope your brother Joe isn't listening right now. But <laughs> I like that a lot. He goes, well, <laughs> that is true. But I mean, look, I, part of it, I suppose, you know, you're going to have differences with your brother, your father, your mother, whomever you're working with. They're going to have differences. Things are going to come and go a little bit. But overall, you wake up in the morning and go, hey, how bad can it be? I'm going to work with my family today. You know, that's that's fantastic in my brain, right? Yeah, I think that's the coolest part about working with your with your family is getting to see them every day. I mean, yeah, hell, Joe and I have wrestled in the office before when we were younger, you know. And, <laughs> oh, but uh, yeah, I mean that's that's what I love most about uh, working with my brother is just getting to see him every day. You know, we're super close, and um, we've been working together for twenty four years now. That's awesome. God, isn't that just terrific? That is awesome. I mean, that, that is just t- terrific news, and it's. It's what I think most people, if they could do it, would do it. You and I are lucky in the fact that, that your father and, and you had an uncle in the business as well with a different business. Uh, but uh, well, your father had a couple of trucks, you said, if I, if I remember correctly. Yeah, when we, we took it over, um, yeah, it was a two-truck operation. You've grown a little bit since then, and your dad's start in 1964, it sounds like. Uh, what are you, like 50 or 55 trucks now? or Yeah, 50-plus trucks now in the wow. Twin Cities. And how many years was that? To go uh, from two to 50? 24 years. Um, it took us a little bit, you know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, from two trucks running out of our apartment to 54 trucks, and we also have locations in Illinois and Iowa. Wow. But AAA Movers, since 1964, so 56 years in, in business with the same family, that, that's unheard of. Yep, yep, 56 years, 1964. Well, that's how things... I mean, that's how the thing, the thing should work. Uh, no question about that. So basically, what I want to... Let me do the numbers again. So your dad had two trucks. You're at over 50 trucks now. So basically, you just told me uh, a couple of brothers follow their father into business. God, America sucks, doesn't it? Just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's a great American story, John. It just is, right? Yeah, I think so. I mean, hard work works, right? Was your father... Now, when you first took over to go, you're doing that wrong. Oh, yeah, we've definitely, I mean, Joe and I both working for our, our dad could tell you tons of stories on that. <laughs> you know, I was, suppose. Yeah. At what point did he stop, like, uh, interjecting and, 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 and giving advice or edicts along the way after you guys took over? Probably just recently in the last few years, you know, I mean... I remember back when Yellow Pages was a big deal. You know, we right. went to a double truck, a double truck full page ad, and he was like, "Oh, you're going to put yourself out of business." Or, you know, everything we were doing was not the right way. You know, and right. now he kind of like takes a step back and. Um, you you took over the whole concept of of uh, uh, early to bed, early to rise, work like hell, and advertise right. And and he he wasn't so much into the advertising part, right? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Because AAA Movers well, is a brand a new advertiser on the podcast. Indeed. I, I, I tell, you know, that's just the way the world worked then. It's like, oh, we don't have that kind of money to piss away on that kind of thing. That's, that's how the world was, you know, back in the day. There's no question about that. I, that. Now, by the same token, I'm sure your father, whether it's, you know, Christmas or it's whatever, the, you know, somebody's birthday, or whatever, I'm sure your father does tell you how proud he is of you now. Look, look at the job you've done. He's just got to be popping a button with pride, man. 
Yeah, he lets us know every once in a while, you know. <laughs> um, just, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, he 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 is. Yeah, I mean, he still wears he his AAA gear all the time. So oh, that's cool. Oh, does yeah. he? Yeah, yeah. So it's cool. It is very, very cool. But see, that to me, once again, so the great American story for you is, you know, family to family. For us, it's, you know, generation to generation, just like you did it. I I just love the idea that there are still people out there because, man, people are nuts right now. But uh, surrounding yourself with your family, somebody you can count on. Uh, it's a very big deal, because I'm sure you and Joe, well, you might have had your tussles uh, growing up and all the rest of it. You know you've got a guy behind you, your brother, and you're behind him, and you know you can trust them. That's a wonderful thing, isn't it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I wouldn't, I can't imagine being in business with anybody else besides my brother, you know. Um, he's he's always there. I mean, we've been through quite a bit, you know, owning the company so far, whether it was the 9-11 or the market crash or oh, yeah. now COVID and um, you know, he's puts his game game face on every time, and he's always there. You know, you keep punching, and you keep on succeeding, right? That's that's what it's all about. Absolutely. Do, do you ever still uh, wrestle with him, by the way? No, we're getting too old. It hurts too, <laughs> for too long afterwards. But you know, sometimes we'll still kind of like look at each other and like you know, get put, a little put him in the sleeper in the sleeper hole. Tom, right. Tom has experience with professional wrestlers in Minnesota. Oh yeah, yes I do. No, Tom. I used to lift a lot of weights with the Road Warriors and well, the whole list of guys. A lot of NFL players, a lot of professional wrestlers, and what a thrill that was! Back in the day, it was just a whole different experience. The way they looked at life and the way that whole deal went, it, it, yeah, it was it was terrific. It was absolutely terrific to have that chance to get out there and get it done right. But I, I you know, another thing I was just it just popped into my head, John, because this is something people have to worry about. Obviously, with uh, with broadcast television and broadcast radio and newspapers and all the all the rest of that. I mean, our, the KQ Morning Show does very very well, but when you add in the podcast, the podcast is huge. So people are changing the way they go about it. But the one great thing about uh, one of the great things, I should say, maybe the greatest thing about your business is, ain't no way Amazon's going to take over. <laughs> that ain't going to happen. <laughs> not, definitely not. So that's that would actually that's great mean working, to... right? <laughs> well, Jeff Bezos, I actually have to work. I, oh, no, I'm not going to take over uh, moving things. So this is crazy. But then, yeah, I mean, that's great. Uh, there's no, there really is no other way to do it. There's, you can't move. Uh, you got to have a truck, man. Uh, is there any other way to move? Not that I know of. No, <laughs> not that I know of either. So. Get a bunch of camels, maybe. That might get it done. But I, so, in other words, you don't really have to worry about what the future of moving is. Moving is moving. Uh, it sounds to me, from talking to you guys the other day about this. Uh, that you've kind of figured out what people want. And this is what I, ad- I admired about, about you guys when I, I talked to you a couple of days ago. It's just, you know, you know what people want. You know how to do it right. You respect their property, which is something, by the way, not all movers do. And I've had movers in the past, you know, a long time ago now. But uh, you, you're going through your stuff. You're unpacking your stuff. And you find this is broken and that's broken. And you call them and they go, I, I don't know what you're talking about. That must have broken after we left. You know. You guys don't do that kind of thing. You you're very careful about how you do it. You do it with, with respect for your customers, instead of just you know, hey, just throw the mattress on the back of the truck. Let's get the hell out of here. Uh, you, you guys don't give me that that buzz at all. 
you're just very proud of your company, you're proud of your family's company, and you do the best job you can to keep the family name out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, our customers are the most important part of our business. So. How do you know when to uh, change your, your, your business, John, at AAA Movers? I mean, as far as evolving, because I'm sure you, you, you listen to what your customers want and their, their, their changes. What, what's, what are the, uh, the systems that go in place to, to evolve or get new aspects to your business? Um, I guess, you know, the biggest thing is going to be what the, the feedback we receive from our customers, you know, and then what the current market entails, you know, um, with regards to right now, you know, dealing with all the COVID. I mean, that's why we implemented the uh, electrostatic disinfecting spray, you know, to be able to um, provide peace of mind to our customers that we're going to spray our trucks prior and afterwards. Sure. And also, you know, follow all the guidelines of the COVID and the CDC policies, you know. Um I mean, without our customers, we don't have anything, you know, and Joe and I, you know, after 24 years, I mean, we're, we're not doing this, you know, to make a quick buck to today to lose 10 tomorrow, you know, our I like biggest that. thing is to earn the respect and the um, referrals from our client base. So that way we can move, you know, you not once, not twice, but hopefully, you know, you become a friend of the family. I, I like one of your, your, or one of your slogans or the one that you've, you've sort of, uh, hung your hat on is is uh, you don't move every day but we do because because uh, nobody likes to move I don't think but the fact that you do it every day you know all the the ins and outs and and uh, all that kind of stuff that makes it easy for people to want to call you and and have you trust them with trust you with their most precious stuff right yeah absolutely I mean our tagline you know for for years and years was we take the headache out of moving um, and Joe and I you know we're sitting there looking at it and we're like you know what we need to change it to you don't move every day, but we do, you know, um, because I think that's one thing that we try to put ourselves in the customer's shoes. And, you know, sometimes they move, you know, once every 15 years, maybe it's every three to five. Um, but we're doing this, you know, sometimes 50 to 60 times a day. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, we have the moving process down. Um, so we just want, you know, our customers to feel confident that, you know, leave the moving side up to us, you know, because you don't do this every day, but we do. Yeah, right. That insight is, is invaluable. And, and do, you, do you move dogs? Because Tom can't seem to get his dog back <laughs> to, to, to Minnesota. What's, what's going on with, with you, Tom? Yeah. Uh, tell you what, we'll take a break here. We'll come back in two minutes more with John and Pat and Andy and me. We're right back. Tom Bernard with CEO of North American Banking Company, Michael Bilski. Great to have you here, Michael. Always a pleasure to be with you, Tom. Michael, can you tell me, what do you like most about your job? Well, I know we only have a minute, so the short version is how we build relationships with our customers, being able to drive around town and see all the businesses we've been able to help, and how that translates to jobs for their employees, and the impact that makes on families in our area. It's truly rewarding. I also love to see the families that started banking with us 22 years ago when their children were young. Now those kids are adults. They're banking with us too. Lastly. I'd say seeing our customers' reactions when we're able to do something unexpected for them, like deliver cash directly to them when they need it, but physically can't come to the bank. I love what I do. Did you bring some of that cash here today? Huh? <laughs> Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream Sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me. 
which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream Sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike is making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM, T-O-M. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. I love life. I got to tell you. John Schwartz with us from AAA Movers, a new advertiser here on the KQ Morning Show and the uh, the podcast, the family podcast. Catherine and Alex aren't here. I don't even know why they're not, but uh, Catherine, I think, is still dealing with the people uh, at Fusion, which is the internet company down here. Uh, but Alex, uh, you said she, Pat, you said the weather's not that great. I had uh, about. Uh, four or five accidents on the way from St. Cloud here that that uh, packs Perfect. stuff up. So I'm sure she was probably just got smart and say, "I better stay home and take care of the kids." That's what I probably hope she true. Did. Yeah, I got to read. I got to read some to you. This is phenomenal. This is why I love to read the news, John. Right here, this is a perfect. Now, the beginning is like, well, yeah, well, that's not a shock. But the ending of the paragraph is fantastic. North Korean operatives are the world's leading bank robbers, federal prosecutors said Wednesday, announcing charges against three computer programmers in the regime's General Reconnaissance Bureau. John Chang Hyuk Kim II and Park Jin Hyuk are accused of taking part in cyber attacks that stole and extorted $1.3 billion in cash and cryptocurrency from banks and companies worldwide. Prosecutors say the motive was financial, with the funds going to the regime, but revenge was sometimes also a factor, especially in the... Uh-oh. I think they're just disconnected. That's be well, that's great. That. And we were just getting ready to the punchline of the story, and, and that's no fun. There. Are you back? Oh, there he is. Yep. You, you were talking about revenge. You? You, you, you cut out. We'll never know. We'll never know why. No. Uh, they're probably just resetting things. Okay, so what? they got $1.3 billion in cash and cryptocurrency from banks and companies worldwide. Prosecutors say the motive was financial, but there was also a revenge factor, especially in the 2014 cyber attack on Sony after a movie called The Interview came out, which mocked the leader, Kim Jong-un, uh. and showed him being assassinated. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. that. I know. I'm not a big Seth Rogen fan, but that was one movie that he did that I really liked. Did you Did you see that, John? I have not. Yeah. So so they went to to North Korea and they and they basically mocked him because you know supposedly Kim Kim Jong Un had never ever had to go to the bathroom in his whole life and and when he and and, and, when, and he'd play golf and he and he got he got he got nine holes in one. Uh, on a nine-hole golf course, and all these other things that never, you know, uh, uh, he taught himself how to how to speak four different languages. You know, it's just like some sort mm-hmm. of a messiah. And so they they mocked that with him, and then and then of course uh, they didn't like the the, the PR uh, the the guys in North Korea. So so they hacked Sony, and they and they gave all these sensitive emails, and that's one of the reasons why 
why people didn't have uh, PS4 for for about uh, a month after their Christmas because Sony did that. Like I said, 2014, right, Tom? 2014, baby. Because of the interview, you mocked me. Now I'm coming to get you. Yeah. That's all I have. I, I see. I find that stuff to be absolutely hilarious. People, I am very pissed off. So I'm going to attack the world and, and steal 1.3 billion because you said I suck. <laughs> okay. That now that would be the ultimate cancel culture, wouldn't it? You just completely cancel out your bank, uh, the funds in your bank. That's 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 some canceling right there, baby. But in any case, God, I just I'm popping from new site to new site. Uh, I just popped on for the first time since finding out about Russia's death uh, on the Fox News Channel website, foxnews.com. Every story on that website is about Rush Limbaugh. Yep. Yeah. I mean, every one well, of them. Well, he was a big deal. Love him or hate he him, was. he single-handedly saved AM talk radio That's true. for 30 years. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and because that was, I remember in the 80s, AM radio was like, like uh, we, we got to do something here. We'll make, well, how about AM stereo? And they said... I said no, that's not going to work. People, people mm-hmm. like like FM stuff, and then all of a sudden, around eight, right. 1988, Rush Limbaugh hits hits the uh, the airwaves, and there was other talk show hosts. You know, Larry King was around then, and some other folks, but he really was a game changer, and people uh, really gravitated to him. And for a lot of folks, he said the things that they were thinking that they just didn't know how to articulate themselves, and and uh, and and his popularity to, to today to his death. Ash Wednesday is is a evidence of that. Yeah, I suppose that is true. You know, it's unfortunate though. He never made much money. He's only worth six hundred million dollars. Well, that's walking around money for the guys at AAA well, Movers. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah they're exactly. Or not. <laughs> hey, no, that's Andy, amazing. you want to you want to tell John and Pat uh, what his yearly salary was? Uh, yeah, he made eighty five million dollars a year. Nice. <laughs> that's pretty good. That's nice. a big jump when. Because in the early 80s, he used to work for the Kansas City Royals in the front office. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And and, and at one time, he was a commentator on Monday Night Football, too, right? Yeah. For two weeks. Yeah, right. They didn't like his politics. And they wouldn't even let him buy a football team. I think he wanted to buy the Cardinals, was it? Or or Uh, minority ownership in the the Cardinals or something. But, yeah. Well, remember what he said? I I, I don't. He said that... The NFL is trying very, very hard with this uh, Donovan McNabb. Of course, they just, they hope and hope and hope that someday there'll be a good black quarterback. <laughs> oh my God! Okay, Rush. Okay, put your dialer back. Calm down a little bit there, Rush. <laughs> Settle down. Yeah, he lasted two weeks on ESPN. He was canceled before uh, it was longer. even fashionable. Yeah, but yeah, then came it back. was absolutely. Yeah. That's absolutely yeah. Well, I don't think his radio listeners ever cared about what he said about the NFL. And hey, the NFL's got their own problems now with the yeah. you know the the slave trade in China, and all they can do is kiss their butts over there. Oh, the yeah. NBA's got real problems because of that huge problems. But yeah. you know what are you going to do? It's just one of those situations uh, where where you just. Uh, I don't know. It's, it, it feels kind of weird because, like I said, I it, it met the guy a couple of times, didn't know him, but it's still because I, I know so many he was people he was friends with, kind of taking it personally, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the fact that he went to is. Vince Flynn's funeral uh, must have said a lot that they were they were friends as well. And, and Vince oh, they were really of Minnesota's tight favorite friends, sons, yeah. of course. No doubt about it. There's no question about that. Of course, his sister, 
Sheila's much more important because she cuts my hair. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Not bad. Sheila's terrific. She's, she is. She's absolutely a terrific person, and I just, uh, I don't know. It's just one of those odd days where you just look up and you go, what? Because you knew, you knew it was coming because he's been talking about being very, very sick for about 14 months now. So you knew the end was uh was right around the corner, but you know, this morning he just pops up and it's like, oh my god, Isn't what are you going to do? To talk about people dying and has nothing to do with COVID, though, because it's 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 funny because no, that's exactly. sort of come up our, our culture. My my, I picked up my daughter from college yesterday and she she coughed and and I said, are you okay? And she goes, Dad, I don't have COVID. I, I actually just you know uh, 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 ate a cookie wrong or something. I'm like, okay, you know, we just automatically gravitate to that but yeah he had lung cancer and yes he and, did and uh and lived a lot longer than than a lot of folks thought he would and long enough to get the presidential medal of freedom a year ago and and uh for all yep. the things he's done so God now does him. your daughter go to ucla uh my daughter no she goes to the u of yeah. m damn it i can't even use my joke <laughs> Actually, it's not my joke. It was a listener to the KQ Morning Show. I'm interviewing a guy one time, John, years ago. Uh, and he's just, you know, he's a college kid, having a great time, talking about the twins, that and the other thing. I said, so uh, so what are you doing? He goes, oh, I'm, I'm at school today. I said, where do you go? And he goes, UCLA. And I said, oh, you're in California. He goes, no. I said, well, you said you're at UCLA. And he goes, I am. It's down here on France Avenue. I said, What? He goes, yeah, UCLA, the university closest to Lindale Avenue. <laughs> That's <laughs> one of funny. the greatest things of all time. What's the name of the college down there again? The junior college, Normandale. Okay, yes. Oh yeah, I went there. It's no- <laughs> Normandale College. And so, Andy, you went to UCLA. That's mm-hmm. right. There you go. <laughs> the university closest to Lindale Avenue. That's funny. <laughs> It's a very good line, man. Speaking of geography, uh, uh, when we had the last break, John was sharing, Tom, that, that uh, he spent a lot of time in, in uh, North Minneapolis and uh, working out with uh, and, and, and hanging out with some of the uh, the athletes that you were mentioning, some uh, like the Road Warriors, Hawk. And, and oh, you did? Really? Well, we grew up in, Joe and I grew up in Minneapolis, South Victor Memorial Parkway. Um, so, like, you know, the Road Warriors and, like, Scotty Norton and those guys were, were very familiar the with The Iron Den, baby. Yeah, Iron Den Gym, right underneath the movie theater, or the movie store. <laughs> right next, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I used to go there all the time. Matter of fact, Scotty Norton, I, I think the world of that guy. Terrific guy. Uh, well, you'll like this. So, you knew Scott, pretty, you know Scotty pretty well? Uh, we... My brother and I are familiar with him. We'd go up to Camden Park. He used to always put on his weight bench contest, you know, for weightlifting, for bench pressing. Oh, God. In uh, Camden Park. So, But, yeah, I mean, yeah, we know those guys. Weber Park. We well, with them. did you win some of those like contests? This one. No. John, no. no. <laughs> Norton's a beast. All those guys are big. Oh. <laughs> Scott Norton at one point had the world record bench press. Yeah, and it was, I believe, at the time. Wow. Yeah, he that. was. He absolutely was. Yeah, he bent, He was the first man on earth to bench press 750 pounds. And now the record is 1150. That's well, crazy. wow. That's all natural, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> He's juicing just a little bit, maybe. I don't know. John, you're going to like this one, I bet. So, so Scotty and I are going some. I didn't even remember where we were going, but we're going down Victory Memorial Drive. Right, nice summer day. He's uh, he's driving. I'm riding, 
And there's a guy, you know, the, you know, those guys who ride their bikes and they have to wear the uniform that they wear for the, uh, you know, the the Tour de France. You know, they got the flipped up bill on their hat and they got the, the biking hat and the biking shorts and the biking shirt. The biking lots of spandex, shoes. lots of spandex, <clears throat> lots of spandex. Right. Well, apparently Scotty cut him off, but he didn't know he had cut him off. The guy comes up, pulls next to Scott's car and kicks the passenger door. Ooh. And I'm like, oh, no, that was not a good move, sir. And he's looking at me like, what? Scott goes uh, right in front of him, cuts him off. He goes, get off the bike. He goes, what? He goes, get off your bike. He goes, I don't want to get off my bike. He said, I'm just telling you, you're going to have to get off your bike. The guy goes, why? He goes, I want to see your bike. So the guy gets off his bike, and Scott comes over. He grabs one of the, uh, one of the handlebars and grabs the seat of the bike walks over to a tree and wraps the bike around the tree. (laughs) (laughs) Like, whoops! You're going to have a bitch of a time driving that home because you're going to be spending a lot of time going around in circles, I tell you that, pal. (laughs) Don't want to kick his his car door, I guess. That's not a good thing to do. Wouldn't you look in the car to see who's in there before you dent somebody's car door? You'd think. You'd think you'd you think that you'd want to think it through. So you guys, so you and your brother both have been weightlifters. Not weightlifters. No, we uh, we just grew up in in Minneapolis, right off Victor Moore Parkway. Um, and you know, like one of our uh, really good friends, um, his mom was actually Dayton uh, Hawk for the longest time. So my brother would the go Hawkster. To, yeah. So he'd go over to um, Hawk's house with with his, our best friend, and you know, put on all of his back then he was Legion of the Doom, you know, and. Put on the gear, sure. little kids running around with the spikes on and wrestling each other. And but Joe and I wrestled them, you know, when we were in school and stuff like that. But did yeah. you ever meet Animal too, or? Um, yeah, Joe and Mike. Yep. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, man, Mike. My God, Mike's been gone a long time already. That's amazing. Yeah. He died what at forty-two? I think he was only like forty-two when he died, if I remember correctly. Yeah, he was young. But. Um, <clears throat> He and Catherine, my wife, he and he used to get in arguments with her. Oh God, it was funny to watch those two argue. They got in an argument. We're at uh, remember the old location of Manny's, which was in the in the Hyatt over there, right across from uh, mm-hmm. uh, what's the Ichiban? It was right across the street from Ichiban and the Hyatt over there. That was a Hyatt, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, it was I think. Hyatt. Yep, by the yeah. convention center. Well, Manny. We're up at the old Manny's when Manny's was up there, and the three of us, <laughs> Mike's there, Catherine's there, and I'm there. The three of us are having dinner, and Mike starts talking about Mike Tyson and what was the woman Washington's name again? Um, remember that? He, he she, she accused him of being, Robin. you know. Carrie Washington? Was it was it Robin Washington? Gary oh. Washington? It was what? No, it wasn't Carrie Washington. God, I can't remember her name. It doesn't really matter. Tyson was married to Robin Givens, right? Robin Givens, Robin yeah, Gibbons. he was. Desiree. Desiree Washington? Yes. There you go. There, there's Andy with the, so, the Google. <laughs> there, yeah, he's working the Google machine, baby. So Catherine goes, how can you even pay attention to that? What are you, an idiot? He goes, what do you mean? He goes, well, he obviously did it to her. I mean, honestly, God, she, he forced sex upon her. I'm not saying he raped her, but he forced her to have sex, and she, you know, finally, you know, went, okay, whatever. He's, that's not what happened at all. And Kathy goes, what are you talking about? And in a very loud voice, Hawkster goes, she took off her panty liner. <laughs> and everybody looks at the table like, what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> 
oh, you know? So they keep arguing. Now, I don't know if you knew this or not, John, but Mike used to carry around a sock with a bunch of pennies in it. So if you messed with him, he'd just hit you in the side of the head with that sock full of pennies and you'd be done pretty much, right? right. So he's arguing with Catherine at Manny's. We're at the table. He's getting so agitated, he takes out the sock and hits himself over the head with it. Wow. Now, the sock tears, and there are coins everywhere because, <laughs> because they just, once that sock ripped open, oh, my God, what a night that was. Pennies from heaven. <laughs> yeah, pennies from heaven, exactly. So what high school did you go to, John? Um, I went to, to Tino Grace for my freshman year and then oh, okay. uh, Champlain Park when my parents moved to Dayton. Nice Catholic boy, that's all I got to say. <laughs> yeah. No question about it. Yeah, I went to St. Anne's in, uh, in North Minneapolis. And before that, St. Joe's back down on 11th and 3rd down there where I-94 crosses Plymouth Avenue is where it used to be. And then St. Anne's on 26th and Queen. But uh, it's really c- kind of cool that you got you know that area so well. Because most people don't know the north side at all. They don't know anything about the north side. Yeah, it was definitely fun times growing up over there. I thought so, too. You know, you'd be in a situation that you could get in trouble. Uh, to tell you the truth, though, you could only get into trouble if you didn't pay attention or you wanted to get in trouble. You had to pay attention because you didn't want to, you know, just take your eye off the ball when you're with some of those guys. But, uh, see, I always, I always really, really enjoyed growing up in North Minneapolis, experiencing things that nobody else really did in this area. I loved it. We'll take a break. One more segment with John Schwartz from AAA Movers. Pat Eberts, of course, here to stir the pot, to uh, cause Whenever trouble. I can, Tom. This is really an honor for me. Just want to let you know. Here we go. I'm back with Andy right after this. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant. Whatever it takes. Northern Metal Fab right off the interstate in Baldwin, Wisconsin is a custom job shop specializing in large-scale projects. Northern Metal Fab is now hiring for all positions, including welders, painters, and inspectors, to provide quality craftsmanship to their customers. Northern Metal Fab is growing, and their growth is your opportunity. Northern Metal Fab offers competitive pay, excellent benefits, and more. Apply online today at nmfinc.com. That's nmfinc.com. Northern Metal Fab is an equal opportunity employer.
That's Pat Eberts playing the drums. We just invited him in. You That's know, right. drum solo. I really like the. Yep. <laughs> Wait till you hear drum me do solo. Wipeout. Yeah, there you go. I, Sorry. That's really great. <laughs> I you feel a, much better now, John. I, I took a little trip. I'm back now. <laughs> You're unbelievable. I just uh, checked in on the Star Tribune website. The Rush Limbaugh story is number one, two, three, four, five, six. It's the seventh story on the front page. <laughs> just, I love that. Just can't get, get any uh, recognition even no. in death. No I, just, I just can't. I literally cannot believe that people take this so personally that they would, uh, you know. It's, well, the top story Star Tribune, a white candidate to be Wisconsin's top education official, deleted her Twitter, Twitter account and apologized after posting a message about a racial slur. What do you mean? How do you post a message about a racial yeah, slur? What does that even it mean? It makes me think that it's some trickery afoot. Yeah, well, I mean, why? What do you mean? You posted something about uh, white candidate? Well, here's maybe this is what it is. Apologize for posting a message that she had been called a racial slur for black people when she was 16 because my lips were bigger than most. That was a reference given to me. So she didn't even do anything wrong. Mm. They called her that. I, seriously, really? Uh, do you think we're ever going to get past this? Nope. I, I don't. You don't think it's, we're ever going to get past Don't you really? We're never going to get past this point. I, I think when you start yeah. looking for, and this is just my personal opinion, of course, who else yeah. would it be? But when you start looking for racism where objectively doesn't exist, then you start to wonder if that person that's saying that in the, is himself racist. I, uh, most recently, Coon Rapids wanting to change their name because they think it sounds sounds racist. But oh, Coon Rapids was named after fur hunters 120 years ago that used to trap raccoons give me a break right. you know and, and i just i, I know, it's, it's, it's like we've run out of statues to knock down and now and and i mean even uh diane feinstein in in california they they uh, are changing the name of her school because yeah she, she said yeah. something they didn't like 37 years ago it's it's like goodness gracious how how can you ever just talk, have a, a, a dialogue and a conversation that makes sense and well, be you better stop making mistakes damn it stop yeah. making mistakes don't ever Cut say the wrong thing yeah um, you know, John, I will tell you one thing about the, the political deal, and I talk about this once in a while. My mother was a, a big-time Democrat when I was a kid, and her first cousin, Lamont, was a big-time Republican because he was a Minneapolis police officer, and he kind of followed that line. So my exposure to politics as a kid was the Democratic side and the Republican side. I saw the things that they would differ on but never get angry at one another, but I saw the things they agreed on, too. Uh, compared to what we have now. So I liked Democrats and Republicans when I was a kid because I loved my mother and I loved uh, my, uh, my uh, well, it's like he'd be my, what, second cousin. It's my mother's cousin. Uh, so it was not, not a problem about, oh, you're a Democrat or you're a Republican. I don't like this. I don't like that. Yeah, they didn't agree. But I think as soon as we branched out into these far edges of far right and far left, it's changed the world. It's no longer Democrats and Republicans. It's either just it's all of us stuck in the middle and extremists. That's what we got now. That's too bad. Because it was kind of nice, you know, I'm older than you guys, but it was kind of nice seeing back in the day uh, little discussions between Democrats and Republicans. They were enjoyable. I learned a lot from both sides. So... Um, do you guys think we'll ever get back to that again, or do we need to add a third party? 
I, th I think they just, you know, they, they always just say when I was a kid, don't talk about religion and politics. It's like, it's like yeah, I'd like to right, be able to have right. some conversation. So what's left? Let's talk about food, things that we like to eat, you know, or what's <laughs> what's the innocuous thing that we can have a conversation about that we don't have to politicize. But it seems like, yeah, I don't know why that is. And I think it's because of social media. We always want to have this, yeah, this I, yeah. I have this moral high ground. And, it, and people seem to have a lot of, of uh, extra courage when it comes to to uh, criticizing folks when it's a one-way conversation and they think that you know to say something to somebody's face is is a lot different than different than, oh, than yeah. putting a comment on a on a story and and I, I just it's 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 the more that we want uh, social media it's, it seems like the, the less we're actually we're actually having conversations we're thinking of other ways not to have true conversations like what we're having right now where you're, you're seeing somebody and, and hearing what they have to say and 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 you know, knowing that the things you say has consequences, and and you know, and you don't have to to, to to put somebody down or judge them or virtue signal yourself along the way. I think it's 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 what's missing in our in our society. We just don't have personal conversations anymore. No, I think that's a that's a very very good point. We don't have personal conversations anymore because of because of digital, because of big tech, and because people are cowards. Because they'll call you any name, they'll say whatever they want to you on Twitter. They'd never do that to your face. No way, no way. Yeah. Now, uh, there's something that just popped up on my screen, and I'm very upset about it. And I'll tell you what it is, and you'll find out why I'm so upset. And about the fifth line, you ready? Sure. Nestle, to sell North American brand, the Swiss company agreed to sell most of its North American, uh, I'll just say company, for $4.3 billion. Four, okay, $4.3 billion. You know the company they're going to sell for $4.3 billion? The Tom Bernard Podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. I, I get nothing. I get nothing. Okay, for $4.3 billion, they are going to sell water. Mm. I can't oh. take it anymore. Poland Spring Arrowhead and Pure Life Water for $4.3 billion. Wow. Why didn't we think of selling water for $4.3 billion? Did somebody sell smart water? Uh, uh, was it, was it yeah. uh, uh, a, a, a hip-hop artist or somebody sell, sell smart water about 10 years ago or something? and. Got a ton of money for it. I, I, oh, vitamin water. Vitamin water, okay. Yeah. Vitamin yeah. water, there you go. Yeah. Why Why didn't we come up with, here, look, I have a plastic bottle, now I'll put some water in it. Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. <laughs> having some right now. Yeah, yeah. Me too. I'm having a LaCroix limoncello as we speak. I'm drinking water as we speak, but I never thought they'd get $4.3 for it. Holy Hannah. Yeah, wow. So, so. That is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. John, who, who is the largest moving company in the United States now? Was it, was it like Mayflower back when I was a kid? Does that name sound familiar? Yeah, Mayflower and uh, United Van Lines are owned by Uni Group, so they're the largest van line in the United States. But the largest oh, mover in Minnesota is? AAA Movers. There you go. See? That's what we're talking about. So, we got the CEO, the captain, the, the, the big toe, John Schwartz here. I don't know if I'd go with big toe yeah, necessarily. I don't know about that one, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll think of another group, group on that. <laughs> so uh, the great thing about that is, once again, how many years ago did you say it was your father started uh, the company? 1964. 1964. So here we are all these years later. We're talking, uh, what you know, 50, 56 years, 57 years, whatever it is. Um, did... 
What did he say? How long ago did you take over as the largest moving company in, in the state of Minnesota? Um, you know, I'm not sure, like, when we became officially the largest moving company. I mean, Joe and I took it over in 1997. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I, like I said in our conversation the other day, you know, we really don't focus on our competition. You know, we focus on what we're doing right, and how right. we can improve. Yeah. Yeah, the only reason I ask you that question, though, is that look what you've done. I mean, seriously, you go from two trucks, your father starting the company, having two trucks, and now you're the largest mover in the entire state of Minnesota. Your dad's got to be damn proud of you, John, you and Joe. Yeah, he's a, he's a man of few words, but every so often, like I said, he'll he'll let us know that he approves. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's so. German guy, a German guy? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's an old jarhead Marine Oh, is that oh, right? God. Yeah. Oh, God. Was he in Korea or where was he? No, not Korea. No? Okay. The, the, he goes, no, not Korea. Marines are tough guys. My, my uncle was a Marine in World War II, so yep. that's that's pretty awesome. You know, how about, how about what you guys do? This is one thing, Tom, you probably remember this from our conversation, some of the things that the AAA movers do for the community and talking about bringing people together and, and involving your, your clients, you do stuff for Homes for Heroes, Move for Hunger, and the Tubman Foundation. And and how, how do you involve your 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 clients that you move Love in it. those organizations? Um, well, with the Tubman Foundation and Move for Hunger, we actually bring boxes with our moving crew. Um, last year in, in uh, 2020, uh, we were able to provide 41, just roughly 41,000 meals through Move for Hunger. Um, and then with the Tubman Foundation, uh, we have what's called, a, it's a purple box that we call the Hope Box. And our customers will put, you know, unused toiletries or appliances, anything that we can use to pass along to, um, you know, people in need. And about every quarter we'll, we'll bring in about, um, about four skids full of Hope Boxes. Um, wow. So it's a great organization. And again, we couldn't do any of that without our customers. So it's, it's very cool. Did you guys have personal experiences in your life that gravitated you to want to help out organizations like that or, or Homes for Heroes and stuff? Um, I mean, we, we got tied in with uh, the Wounded Warrior Project back when um, um, Alan was here with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, we worked with him. Um, but more mm. so just because we, we know that, you know, with the winter months and stuff, I mean, and, you know, times are hard, you know, um, and being able to, you know, partner up with certain organizations that we believe in that can do some good, you know, and um, in a way that we can involve our, our customers as well, you know, versus, you know, just going to them and saying, hey, you know, we'll donate so much of your move to this charity or that charity. It's more... Um, you know, where they're hands-on and it's it's something where they can be involved in and their kids can be involved, you know, helping pack the box up or putting the items in there. Um, so it's it's just been a great thing. That's great. That's like, like a great common denominator for anybody when you can, you know, rather than have somebody else, you know, make a contribution for you, you're actually like taking of yourselves and looking, hey, I might need this or I might, I don't want this anymore. I'm going to put this in this box or I can contribute this. I know it's going to go to a family that, that isn't going to know where their next meal is going to be or, or some cool things for, for kids that have been abused or, or, you know, there's been some violence or there's single parents and stuff like that. I think that's great. And, and I know you guys do it because you care and, and, and you want your, your, your clients to care about you too and, and the other people around them. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it, and it's it's been cool to see like with our you know our crews getting involved in it too. You know, and um, because if they don't remember to grab the box, you know, then they're not going to have it at the customer's home. So the guys are making sure that they put the boxes on there. So now they're involved and they feel good doing it. And you know, um, it's just been it's been all around a great thing for our company. It's got to make. Is it good. something that's generation to generation? Um, nope. These are all just things that Joe and I have, uh, you know, started, you know, um, Wonderful. as we took over the company. So basically it's, we've done well, so we want other people to do well. Absolutely. That's how it should be. I mean, it's so simple, isn't it? What you and Joe sat down and, and came up with, it's so simple. And yet some people try to make it so difficult. They got to run the money through here. Then this guy takes a little money off the top and then they're going to it's just if you just keep it simple and help people to help people like you and Joe are doing that's how it should be done absolutely yeah I agree I think those are the kind of stories that are going to bring us together in, in, in these fractured times yep. things like that yep. where, where you're talking about caring and, and caring for the sake of caring and you know I mean you grew up Catholic and, and whatever your, your background is if you're Jewish or, or Protestant or or Muslim or whatever you're 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 caring for other people and and thinking things are greater than yourself and involving that and when you can incorporate that with your business I know like Tom's Tom's business he helps the the smile network for people that have cleft palates and and do surgeries yeah, we're very familiar. we do a lot of work we used to work with those guys as well yeah just yeah. great stuff and Good you yeah we did we actually Kim Valentini when we did moves for um, Kim and David um, you know with oh, the smile sure. network. yep um, yep but, I mean, it's just any organization that we can get involved with. Um, you know, family is very important to Joe and I, you know. Um, and so anything that we can help other families with, you know, we're all about it. Yeah. And you, and you, you put that culture in with your employees as well. Do you explain to them that's part of what we're doing and why we're working so hard to help others as well? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the... The AAA logo is more than just a moving logo to us, right? It represents our family. It represents, you know, everything that Joe and I believe in and then our vision for the company, you know, and we're fortunate enough to have employees that have that same vision. See how wonderful that is. Pat? Yes, sir. You're a disaster. I you're a disaster. <laughs> but, John, it was great having you in studio today. It's nice. I like to learn about people. And, and I think I already pointed this out to John, and I'll, I'll tell people to listen to the podcast that I'm pretty much put myself in a position where I'm screwed because all of my biggest advertisers are friends now. They all have gotten to meet one another, whether it's going to Key West or going to Vegas or going to Nashville or whatever. They've all gotten to know one another. So now, John, as I told you the other day, if I piss off one of them, they're all going to leave. So that's, I'm in big trouble. i got to behave, man. i got to be a good boy. Now it is great. I love the fact that they've all become friends. We go out to dinner. You're going to have to meet some of these guys because they're incredibly good people, really good people. And I would have to put you in that category as well because the fact that you, went, uh, you weren't forced to help people out, you and your brother Joe helped people out because you wanted to, and that's how it should be done. I appreciate your patience today, man. We we uh, we had an engineer in here, and so we got started late. And thank you to listeners for being patient as well. But I'll take John, the blame. You gotta co- I'll take the blame. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not you. Everything's your fault. Andy's that is been, true. Everything everything is your fault. Andy's been giving me the stink eye ever since I've been here. I'm like, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Andy. I apologize. It's all good. Thank you, fellas. I appreciate it very much, John. I can't wait to start doing those AAA uh, mover commercials. It's going to be a lot of fun. And if I do anything wrong, you just got to call and go, Tom, that sucked. Do it again. 
Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having us. Just tell them to go to AAAMovers.com. AAAMovers.com, absolutely. Is that correct? That I want to make correct. sure. Because Pat said it, I want to make sure it's right. <laughs> yeah, it's correct. I like to pass off things right. as fact that really aren't sometimes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's one of my great talents. Thanks a lot. <laughs> we'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. Thank you.